So I don't want to spend too much time on pointing out all the negative things in the church because that just gets tiresome. As tiresome as Christians pointing out how bad the culture is and how bad lyrics are. As if we would expect something different from people who have experienced a lot of pain and abuse and difficult circumstances in life and they don't have a lot of light. And I don't want to fall into that trap of like, oh, the church is so bad. Let me complain about everything because I don't like the energy behind that. And I'd rather spend more time really focusing on one, healing some pain, helping you to deconstruct and reconstruct your faith so that it's something that brings joy and it's positive in your life. And, and dealing with the pain, not, not, uh, not overlooking that, but also focusing on the positive parts of this. Because once you kind of reclaim your faith and reconstruct, it's like, wow, a whole new world has opened up to me. Now I kind of get the joy and the love and the satisfaction that's beyond behind it. And now I'm free. I'm actually enjoying it. I want to get to that. But it's also important at times to point out where, um, to try to define some things. Because have you ever experienced this where you're like, man, I, I, am I the crazy one? Or are we like really off base here as Christians? And I can't tell you for how long... It was for me when I was, um, how long it took for me to process this because I was like, I don't even think I'm a Christian anymore because I don't, I'm not concerned with the same things that the evangelical church is. So is something wrong with me? And I want you to know there's nothing wrong with you in this case. So we're, I wanted to focus on um, politics and patriotism. I was going to title it, For God So Loved America right, that he gave his only begotten son, that we would become a moral nation and go back to what we were at the founding because that was perfect back then unless you were black or a woman or someone else, right? So let us let me go through this kind of quickly. I was going to do this in three podcasts, but I, I don't want to give it that much energy. So let me just do this in two, in one podcast and then we'll kind of be done with it. So a lot of this started with the moral majority. Some of you are young. Thankfully, you don't remember that. But there's a guy named Jerry Falwell, Baptist preacher, who's like, we're going to form the moral majority. Now, one, right off the bat, it's an arrogant statement, right? <laughs> there was so much that was pompous about that. Like, we're the moral majority. We know best. We're the good ones. And the focus on morality, as if Jesus came here to make us moral people. He didn't. Came here to change our hearts so that we could love the unlovable people. But anyway, Jerry Falwell does it. Uh, part of it was important. It was getting evangelicals and religious people involved in politics. And yes, we should have a voice. But when that becomes the only voice that we're expressing, that's not good. When politics and patriotism become idols, that's not good. Because now we're not even focused on doing what Jesus is calling us to do. And I defy any of my evangelical friends to tell me where in the New Testament Jesus said that we are supposed to be patriotic or that we're supposed to get super involved in politics and make it like, well, we need to fix America. That's not what it's about. There's no, you can't tell me that. It's way off base. So what happened, I believe, with a moral majority is it started this trend toward the idolatry of politics, right? It's just like, well, if we elect the right president, then it's going to save our nation. That on its face is stupid, right? No president's going to save our nation, and that's not what we're focused on. And we started focusing on this culture war, and you hear it today. We're in a culture war. 
Jesus didn't tell us to fight a culture war. He didn't tell us to fight other people. It's my problem with our uh, Calm Parenting uh, uh, podcast and the work we do there at homeschooling conventions. Well, I'm just trying to raise a kingdom warrior. And my question is, who do you want your kids to fight? Who, who did Jesus say to go fight? Or did he say, go find hurting people and love them, right? I, I, it's the main problem for me is that the focus is so wrong. It takes all of our energy off other things. And to be honest, we become a laughingstock. I don't want to be labeled as an evangelical Christian because I don't want to be thrown in with, oh, you guys are the ones who just, you're so involved with politics that you, you basically, um, you basically, I can't even say it. Anyway. So there's, there's this culture war thing, and I lost a good friend over this because he was this influential guy who wrote a blog, and every week it was about bad lyrics from some rap star. And after a while, I called him, and I was like, one, stop picking, why, why, why is every single one of your columns about a black rap star? That's not awesome, right? Why don't you pick on your hometown people there in Nashville or your country guys who are all Christian, right? Who demean women in their songs all the time. But we don't do that. And I was like, why are you do? Why are you? Fo- we already know that stuff's wrong. We already know that what they're talking about. Well, we need to call them out. I was like, who told you to call them out? Right. And, and I asked him, I said, one time in your blogs, and in your videos, have you ever asked your followers to pray for that rap artist? Do you know what their background is? Do you know the pain that they had? Did you know what their family or lack of family was like? There's no compassion coming out of that. Like, it's not that hard to prove that anybody has evil, bad lyrics, right? It's not, a, it's not shocking, right? But if you listen to Christian radio sometimes, which I don't because it's horrible, Right? It's like, oh, I can't believe that they would do that. Why? Why can't you believe that they would talk about those things? And why is not our emphasis, and this is what I asked them, of like, you never ask people to pray for the stardust. You just want them to write letters and boycott and do those things. It's not going to change anything. And that's my problem is it doesn't change anything. We've been fighting a culture war since about 1980. That's 44 years now. And what has the effect been? Nothing. What if instead of calling it the moral majority and trying to change culture through politics, we just went and found hurting people and we loved them and we restored the relationships and we figured out how to help them? The country would be different now. It's like we're looking for some political savior who doesn't exist. By the way, we already have a savior. So we don't need somebody else to do that. So let me wrap up this part with the moral majority this way. Jesus didn't come to make us moral. He changed our, came to change our hearts to make us compassionate so we could love people and heal the brokenhearted and reconcile people. And what if all of that money that was spent trying to make people moral and trying to fix their behavior was spent healing people's pain? That's what I want to be about. I think I've got maybe a good 30 years left on this planet. I want to heal people's pain. Number two, patriotism. Right, the God so God for God so loved America. It's it has become an idol again, right? And and there is no place in the New Testament where it says to focus on patriotism. Maybe some places in the Old Testament, but that was right. That was that was different. It was this, and it was 
Israel, and I've made that joke before of like, Jesus didn't pull the disciples together and say, hey, listen, the Romans are occupying, they're in control of everything, I'm here now, let's make Israel great again. By the way, that's not a knock against a certain candidate. I don't, I'm not taking a position on politics at all. I'm not going to speak up and be self-righteous about who is good and bad. I personally just don't like any politicians. I, I, I don't. I don't like authority figures that much. And so when it's like, oh, I'm a public servant. No, you're not. You're getting paid a lot of money. You're not a public servant. So I'm not taking a position on that. I'm just saying that we have We've gotten off course here, and I know the patriotism thing. People always ask, well, aren't you proud to be an American, right? Because you can pretty much guarantee on Fox News on July 4th, you're going to have Lee Greenwood singing, proud to be an American. And the truth is, it's a stupid phrase, right? It has nothing to, uh, are you proud to be an American? I'm not proud to be an American because I didn't have anything to do with it. Right? I basically hit the lotto, and I was born in a country where we have amazing prosperity, and you can pretty much do whatever you want to do. So I would say instead of saying, like, I'm proud to be an American because we're the best country on the earth, I'm grateful to be born here. I, I, I've been to almost every country in Europe. I've been all through Eastern Europe. I have stayed in uh, uh, apartments that were former uh, Soviet communist apartments. I've been to Russia, been to the uh, Republic of Georgia. I've been to those places. They're not always awesome. The people there, often very lovely, and their food, fantastic. But I don't want to live under that communist, right? As soon as you're like, well, you must be one of those socialists or communists, said by people who have never really understood what those terms mean or been anywhere. It just, it just gets sickening. I just get a little bit tired of it. So I love living here. I love, uh, I'm grateful for the opportunities that I have but don't. But I don't want us to mix patriotism with God. I don't know if the people have ever studied history, but that tends not to end well. I don't want a Christian ayatollah, and I don't want right. I don't want Christian theocracy. Can you imagine if we as Christians were totally in control of everything? I'm telling you, it would be horrible. I would not want to live under it. Likewise. I don't want to live under some liberal theocracy or environmental theocracy of any kind. So there is, it's just my problem with the patriotism is that it is misguided. It is as if God is somehow primarily interested in the United States of America and doesn't really pay attention to all the other countries in the world. Are we an awesome country? Yeah. Do we have some things that we don't do well? Of course, just like human beings. We're deeply flawed, but we're capable of doing heroic things. So, and I just ask people who are into this to study history, because I hear this now from people of like, God, God is angry at our country and judgment is coming to America. And it's for something happening now. And I'm like, wait, he wasn't but he wasn't really hung, uh, angry and his judgment wasn't coming when we held people in slavery. And then after that, and they were free for a couple years, basically. But then we did the Jim Crow, Crow laws and they were basically back in slavery for another almost 100 years. God wasn't angry then. He's just angry because now because our pet policies 
aren't going the way that we want to. It's just immature. And so if if you're not totally into all that stuff, good. I think you're in the right place because you're actually focused on, on, on what Jesus is focused on. And then the final one is, is the politics part, right? Render under Caesar what is Caesar's and render under God what is God's. And now we're rendering unto Caesar what is God's because what is God's is our our focus on loving him and loving our neighbor and being in the business about doing what Jesus did, which was healing people and healing the brokenhearted. But we're not rendering that to God because the evangelical movement, movement, we're rendering all of that to Caesar instead because we've made this thing of like, oh, if we just elect the right person. It's not how it works. And it's not how it changes my life. Look, I, I have very definite opinions on politics, and I'm not really all that thrilled about our options right now at the presidential level. And I grew up being involved in politics. And to be honest, about 10 or 15 years ago, I just stopped. I used to, here was my day. Every morning, get up, and I would, uh, at noon, I listened to Sean Hannity for three hours. Then I get Mark Levin, and I get uh, Rush, no, it was Rush Limbaugh at 12, Hannity at three. Now we've got Mark Levin, and then at night watching Fox News for two or three hours. Guess what I became? Angry. I was angry all the time, complaining all the time. And guess what? Wives love hearing that from angry husbands because the country's falling apart. And it just gets old. It just, so I stopped doing it. And you know what I found? Because this is what I said to God. I was like, I'm not changing anybody. It's just making me angry and unhappy and defeated. So what if I turn all of that off and instead I put my energy into listening to you finding out where people have needs, and then meeting those people's needs. And what happened was the uh, Celebrate Calm and the Calm Parenting Podcast, helping people to have uh, kids on the spectrum and, and, and strong-willed kids, that blossomed during that time. Why? Because I had the right focus then. And so, so look, I, this is the way I say it every election, every four years I'll post this on Facebook. No matter who becomes president the next time, who's president now, it doesn't change how I, how, how, look for all of us. It doesn't change how you treat your spouse, how you treat your kids, how you treat your in-laws, how you treat your neighbors, how you treat strangers. It doesn't change any of that. That's not dependent on who's president. So whether we have a president I like or a president I don't like, I have power over my choices and how I treat other people. Again, it doesn't mean that politics aren't important. Policies are important. Be involved. Vote. But don't make an idol out of it. And, and, and don't diminish and don't sacrifice your soul to it because I think that's what the evangelical church has done in the past few years. We have sold out our soul and, and saying that some person is anointed who 10 years ago we would have claimed was the Antichrist. So I think you get my point. We're going to change our country. By the way, it's not just about changing our country. I'm not even going to go there. We change our country, that's what we're after, by changing ourselves, by humbling ourselves, by helping people who are oppressed and who are poor. This is not wokeness. This is what Jesus talked about. I always say this to my evangelical friend. Well, you're just woke. I'm like, just because you disagree with something doesn't mean it's woke. See, we put labels on things, so now we no longer have to wrestle with ideas. There are certain things that are brought up which are completely woke, and you could define it as like, you know what, that's a woke thought. That's a woke uh, way of thinking. 
But a lot of those things to us as conservatives, they're not woke at all. They're just uncomfortable truths that we've never, we've never really had to deal with before. But just because I disagree with something doesn't mean it's woke or you became some liberal and you, right? What's the typical thing? Oh, liberals hate America. I'm sure they all do, right? And it's like, it's, it's just immature. So I'll end this. Uh, let's wrap it up this way. I encourage you, one, I encourage you to do whatever you want to do. I'm not, I'm not your moral leader here. I, I, I'm trying to provide some perspective of the way that I look at it. Am I involved with politics and do I vote? Yes. Do I make myself aware of different things, uh, of policies and how they affect people? Of course I do. Do I read about certain things? Yes. But do I throw myself wholeheartedly into this thinking that I've got to get the right person in here to change America? One, I don't believe that God's primary thing is focus is to change America. I don't know what you want to take it back to because it's so ignorant to think that, oh, it was all, back in the olden days, America was great. Is that the olden days like in the 1880s, early 1900s when there were brothels on uh, different streets? Was that it? Was it back in the 1950s, which were awesome because there's some parenting people were like, oh, the 50s, everything was great. Really? It was really great. Now, was it great if you were black and your kids couldn't go to school? Was it great if uh, you were a woman and you were uh, abused by your husband, you couldn't speak up? Was that great back then? Was it great in 1776? I love the founding of America. I love that history. I'm a history geek. I love reading about that. And our founders were brilliant brilliant people, but they were also deeply flawed. And by the way, they weren't all Christian. I hate that. Oh, all of the founders, they were all religious and Christian. No, they weren't. A lot of them had people out of wedlock. They were having sex with their slaves. They did all kinds of things. And most of them were deists. They believed in a, it doesn't matter. It's just that in the church, we're so defensive of like, oh, well, well all the founders, they all believed in God. Why did they all have to believe in God? Why are you so defensive about that? Why do we always have to have everything has to be right? It's like uh, we're defensive and I have and I just feel I don't have to say this. I feel like saying stop being victims in the church. Oh, well, everybody's against us. The media is against us. What do you expect? So you're a victim now. So the, the same person who says that Jesus lives inside of me and he that is within me is greater than he is in the world, and that I, I am one now with the God of the universe, but now I walk around and the media is against me? Grow up. Stop it. It's immature, and, it, and it's just not becoming of, of us as a church. We're supposed to be confident people who love other people, not walking around complaining about all the liberals and everybody else. It's tiresome. Let's cut it out. So for you and I, the people listening to this podcast— there's nothing wrong with you. The fact that you are put off by the idolatry of patriotism and politics says that your focus is correct. You're in the right place. I affirm you. I think that's right. So what's our thing going forward? Let's do what we know to do, which is heal ourselves, heal our families, work through issues in your family first. Stop trying to change America. Some of you have have been through abuse, you have really hard uh, uh, circumstances in your family, in your marriage, let's get you rebuilt first. Let's do that. And then once we do that, focus on the kids, right? And then we can start looking outwards, outward, and we can get our kids 
starting to become compassionate people who instead of kingdom warriors trying to prove that they're right and everybody else is wrong, they can go out into the world and love people and change things. Now that, that would be awesome. So if you need help with that, just uh, go to thealternativechristian.com. Find, message me. I read every single email uh, message that comes in. I'll be glad to help any way I can. If you do struggle with your kids, listen to the Calm Parenting Podcast. It's really, really good. But I love you all. I'm proud of you for this fight. This is really hard to throw off. Some of you, it's been decades of wrong thinking and uh, uh, being controlled and manipulated by other people. And yet you're standing up and you're showing courage and you're like, you know what? I'm going to do this. And I'm proud of you. God's on your side and God likes you and God loves you. No matter what your parents were like and taught you, that's not who God is. It's a really good God, really good God. And you're a really good person. So if we can help you in any way, let us know, okay? Love you all. Bye-bye.